Kia ora koutou katoa, no mai haramai ki inside Nepal Kuravinda Hunia, Toku Ingua. The Silver Ferns have been announced, of course, earlier this week, and it continues to send shockwaves throughout the netballing community. And here to break it all down with me today is former Silver Ferns captain Adine Wilson and netball commentator Jenny Woods. Kia ora korua. Kia ora. Kia I'm looking forward to this one. <laughs> a lot of people are, by the sounds of it. But before we get um, underway, Inside Nepal, we're at the selection uh, naming in full force. And I just wanted to give a quick mihi to uh, Wesley College, who put on such a beautiful porphyry that day, welcoming on the Silver Ferns to their kura. And, of course, then the announcement going ahead of who that final 12 were. It was Nepal New Zealand, New Zealand Olympic Committee, the squad, the media, and, and it was just such a great event. So, kia ora tato katoa. Now, let's get into it. <laughs> this final 12, now I use the word shockwaves and I don't feel it's an exaggeration. People are talking about this. I don't think we're going to stop talking about this leading right up to the Cadbury series when we see them out there on court. What we're going to start with first, Wahine, is what were your first uh, impressions of this team when you saw it? Adine, we'll start with you. Uh, my first impression was, wow, if anyone picked that 12, then uh, they deserve a gold medal themselves because <laughs> I don't see anyone would have predicted um, that combination. So that was probably my first reaction. And then when I started, you know, listening to Knowles, listening to some of her com um, comments, what stood out to me was the word she used, unpredictability. And that is how I think of this team. We do not know this combination <laughs> of players ever playing together before. If Noling Tarua, Taurua and her crew want something special out of this team, it's that unpredictability because no one knows what they can produce. And that's what I feel like she's gone with, Jen, is the X factor going into this Commonwealth Games. Well, yeah, you say X factor, Adine. I was still looking for Y, Z, and perhaps A and B as well. Um, yeah, I, I was surprised, but then I didn't expect really to have picked it anyway. It was a really hard team to pick. It was because there were, you know, we'd had injuries to Berger, babies for Jane Watson, and what have you. Um, I kept looking for the name Sam Winders, not there. Maddie Gordon, not there. Uh, I was surprised, I guess, to see Kayla Johnson there. Uh, the more I think about it, I think, yes, OK. I've probably just about worked through that now. But, yes, I agree, Adine, unpredictable. And, you know, Noel says she doesn't want a starting seven. She wants Pete to keep the opposition guessing as to what they're up to. Well, they'll be guessing all right because <laughs> we don't know. Uh, so they possibly won't know as well. But, you know, I think the one thing you've got to do, I think, is have respect for the selection process because I went back the other day and I was listening to, you know, a few weeks ago we had Gail Parata on the mm. show describing the selection process. And, you know, they haven't been looking at this team just for over the trials in a few weeks. 18 months they've been looking at these players the numbers, looking at how they stack up against the opposition. So I, I think, you know, we think we watch a lot of netball. Nah, they watch heaps more than, than we ever will. Um, so I think, you know, you, you've got to respect their selections. 100% agree with you there, Jenny. And uh, 
Yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise. Unpredictability, that word can go around everywhere. <laughs> Adine, look, there was an interesting comment that you said off camera, Adine, about this being a true test for Nolene uh, in terms of her being the coach. Um, what did you mean by that? Can you tell us a little bit more? Look, we all know and we hear the players talk about Nolene. We know she's special. We know she brings loyalty. We know she brings something different that keeps teams and opposition thinking. But she's always done that with some of the world's best. She won a World Cup in 2019 with arguably three of the best players in the world at the time, maybe even four, Maria Falau, Laura Langman, Casey Kopua. She won a competition for the Magic, again, with some of the best players in the world. Irene Van Dyke, you know, throwing these sorts of players. So look, she has done a spectacular job. I'm not taking anything away from the achievement that she's had, but she's had the players. To me, this is her biggest test to date as the Silver Fern coach. I don't know if you could 100% go through this team of 12 and say they are the best in the world in their position. Mm, I might argue Gina Crampton up there is one of the best in the world at wing attack. But who else is there? It's been pretty clear cut in the past that we've had players that would easily make a World 7. I'm not sure if we could make that same call this year. And that's why I think this is going to be her biggest challenge yet, Jen. Yeah, it's tricky though, isn't it? Because you think about that, because it's an interesting thought. Who are the world's best players yep. in any of the positions? And you start writing down a few names and you think of, you know, Mentor and Fowler, Bruce, Harton, perhaps, Jury. But you, there's no necessarily, there's, there's the odd one that is clear cut. They're not all clear cut. And I wonder if it's just a, a sign that perhaps world netball has become a little more diluted. Gone are the days when really there was only the New Zealanders and the Australians to choose from. It was pretty, you were boom or boom. Uh, now it's sort of boom, 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 boom. Um, because there's the, you know, the Jamaicans are up there now, the English are very much up there now. But I take your point, Adine, and, but it, it, it's hard. And I think, I wonder if the, the winner this season almost has been COVID and health. And talking to somebody out there yesterday at the, at the naming of the team, they were saying, you know, the biggest battle for a lot of these players has been health. And it's not just COVID, flu has gone through these teams like Bilio. And apparently to the point where, you know, a number of players did, couldn't even trial. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, Nat Medhurst has written a piece just in the last few days about COVID anxiety and how that plays on players. So yeah, it's been such a confused season. I mean, I can't wait for these games. I can't wait to see what Nolene does with these players because I agree with you, Adine. If she can mix them into her special little recipe, then hopefully, boom, there'll be a little bit of magic. Absolutely agree. Now, I think when, just putting my two cents in here, I think the biggest shock for me wasn't those who are in the 12, it was those who didn't make it, and you, you rattled some of them off. Of course, Tiana Metuero's name is also floating around, Claire Kirsten's name, Mila Rualu Buchanan. We see, you know, a raft of centres in that reserves list and, you know, a lot of wing attacks in the mid-courting mix. And we were lucky enough on Selection Day to be able to catch up with Dane Nolene Totoa. Here is what she had to say.
It is an exciting day. I think it's a special day, especially for the athletes who have been selected. Um, Commonwealth Games on top of it and not the extra expectation, but what goes with it. I think the pride, I think a celebration for their families and, and their loved ones and, and the meaning of representing New Zealand. So it's pretty cool to get that done and out. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think... If you're a betting person, it's never safe to bet on who you think is going to make the Silver yeah. Ferns because we always expect a few surprises. And one thing that um, caught my eye was the mid-quarters. Mm. Um, looking at you know the amount of wing attacks that mm. are in there and I thought you know Kate Heffernan in that centre. So what is your strategy behind having so many mobile uh, mid-quarters like yeah, that? Yeah, look, um, I know with Whitney going in there, obviously it's, you know, throwing the cat amongst the pigeons, <laughs> yeah. so to speak. But um, Shannon's a centre, she's come out of a centre, so I know what she looks like at an international as well. Um, but uh, Whitney, uh, it's quite interesting, you know, like we need um, mid-quarters that can feed the ball into the circle. And with our shooters, uh, the you know, they're still probably a bit of work to do on the positioning so they need to be on target and we can't quiver we can't go back up to the line and reset you know we've got to play some ball and get the ball into the circle so it was really interesting in the trials to see uh, Whitney in that position at centre but also I've seen uh, Whitney in there in 2019 she was our training partner for the Worlds we took her over to Sunny Coast so put her in there and she she bloomed I'm really excited by her I really am. We've, we ran her a couple of times to see if it was real. Um, but, you know, she put up something like 40 feeds. So we've got three between Whitney, between uh, Shannon and also Gina. We've got people that can feed the ball. And that's what we need. Yeah. And then, so we've got an attacking centre or attacking midcourt. And then we've got a defensive midcourt as well when Kate goes in. So, um, you know, with the change up, I think, in both ends, you know, with Amelia Ann not being there, and we know what she's, how big she is, but also down the other end with no Jane, no Cutting. So we're going to put the firepower in the middle. We know they can run. They've got massive engines, all three of them. Um, and if anything, you know, that was the thing that sort of got them over the line, the big feeds or the gains when they are in defence. So uh, hence the change up in the midcourt. Has that got a lot to do with, you know, Grace Nowicki in the back and goal shoot, Maya Wilson there as well? Because obviously they have midcourters that feed them all season yeah. long. But, uh, you know, when we look at Grace, there is no Toyava there to service Correct. her this time. So are you looking kind of replicate that? Yeah, I think the, um, the great thing about Whitney is that she's got a beautiful touch on the ball so centre is different to a wing attack where you're just heading into the space you don't need to worry about anything so that girl can when she sees a gap man she's in so I'm really looking forward to that um, I think with the grace and our shooters one of the things that we've looked at is that and also probably learning from ANZ we cannot rely with one person mm. We can't put all our eggs in a grace or one person and have just that because we don't have the option if we ch if there is sickness or anything like that over there that uh, we can't replace. So we've got a mobile shooting circle, we've got a holding shooting circle and hopefully we've got a smart shooting circle where we can play in the front. Uh, Jamaica and their bookends are amazing. So we can't play the height, we've got to play low and we've got to be smart. So with all four or three of them, apart from Grace, who will be a specialist goal shoot, we've got the ability to play front or back. 
Was that a big factor in choosing your squad, that versatility? Because we're, we're actually seeing it in the Aussie selections yep. and the English selections as well. Yeah, I mean, around these times with the flu or COVID, we can't replace. Yeah. So, and I think once again, we've learnt, hopefully people have learnt through mystics and maybe, you know, with Grace being down, how much it makes a difference. Mm -hmm. But also our big three that we're playing up against at the end, which is England, Jamaica and Aussie, we've got to have different game plans for them. In the day, we used to have just the one, you know, the, the, the starting seven yeah. and you could adapt, <laughs> hope for the best and you could adapt within. Yeah. I think times have changed now so the strategy will reflect the type of person or the people that we put in those positions. Mm. Looking, I'm a bit disappointed to see Ali Temu not making that stand up yet, but you made mention just a short while ago that this isn't ANZ, this is international. What would have helped her get over the line to make that squad? Yeah, look, I like her too. Mm. I've got a lot of time for her and I thought she did really well. There's certain aspects that she still needs to tick off um, and uh, hence just bracketing her or bringing her along uh, as a um, training partner, oh, not a training partner, a reserve. Uh, she'll be travelling with us. Um, so I, I like her too. But also we got to keep to the integrity of our program and make sure that those things that we say that we can back up but it's uh, I, I also feel with some of the players that came into the trials you know post Commonwealth Games then we'll be building towards um, towards Netball World Cup and that team in itself is going to be amazing so but we're just going to make sure that we do what we say we're going to do and, and, and standards are really important to us. Finally uh, on that how much of the squad is looking forward to that World Cup? Because, you know, Commonwealth Games is a pinnacle event, but yes. we are the World Cup title yes. holders. Yes. So how important is the squad for that campaign? Yeah, this this squad is for the squad and this campaign now. And uh, in our planning, we've taken two stages. Definitely putting all our eggs in one basket and we're giving it a good crack for this. We're not lying down or anything. And I go into these selections with my eyes wide open. Um, so this is really important to us, the Commonwealth games we know what was like our last Commonwealth Games but also realistically England Jamaica us um, and also Australia are close so I think once we get to the business end you know it could it's the attention to detail and the level of planning that's gone behind the scenes and we're really confident with what we've done so we've just got to get those combos going um, but and then after Commonwealth Games we'll reset and go into Netball World Cup well, all the very best leading into next awesome. month. Here Thank we go. You. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. <laughs> Nga mihi kia koe, fire Dame Nolene Taurua. Always a pleasure to have your thoughts on the matter. Now, it's interesting that she talks about wanting transferable skills. She wants versatility in her team. So let's break down each third of the court, starting with our defenders. Of course, it's Sulu Fitzpatrick, Phoenix Karaka, Kayla Cullen and Kelly Jury. Dean, we've thrown Kayla Cullen, Kayla Johnson, sorry, her name in the mix a little bit already. Your thoughts on the defensive end? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Unpredictable. <laughs> Look, I think too, and, and again, I'm segueing slightly here. Some people have said that they've gone with form. But I went and had a look at the ANZ fans' team of the season. And the team of the season, and we'll look just defensively at this stage, had Maddie Gordon, wing defence. Ali Temu, 
goal defence, goal keep, Kelly Jury. Well, only one of those players has made it into the Silver Fern squad. So if you're looking at form, and it's, that's the fans that have voted on that for a combination of things. So interesting already that we are missing a couple of names. Um, Ali Temu, I think she has been hard done by here. She's been at the top of some stats. I just wondered if this was the time to give her that chance. Again, we've got to respect the method to the madness that these selectors go through. But when we look back at Kayla Johnson, I think what's got her over the line, one, experience. She's 50-plus tests. She's, we know that she can come out and get spectacular intercepts when they're needed. But for me, that key piece is she plays wing defence. Because when you look at the midcourt makeup, they're highly skewed towards being attacking middies, so more wing attack centres. So I think that's where Kayla Johnson has got the jump on the rest because we know she can play wing defence. She can also play goal defence. So to me, that's where she has got the nod ahead of some of these other defenders. But there's certainly a lot to debate about this defensive um, four, Jenny. Yeah, well, I think that's right. But I mean, it's interesting, you know, I think if they were going to have selected Temu, would they have had to have cast aside their dedication, if you like, to the to the fitness levels? And I think, you know, Nolene, you could see, made it pretty clear that they were not prepared to do that. And I think, you know, I think you've got to applaud that and, and recognise that. The other thing with Johnson, yes, it is kind of weird, you know, that two players who have kept her on the sideline for a lot of the season, um, Temu and Holly Fowler, haven't made it, whereas Johnson has. But I agree with you, Adine, 50 tests speaks volumes. Uh, but, you know, I think the other three, probably pretty good. I mean, I would always have had Gelly Jury. I've heard a few people sort of a little disgruntled with Fitzpatrick and Karaka, who, who, and I think they did. I think they went off the boil in the latter parts of the season. But I actually also think they weren't 100%. Yeah. I don't think they were well. And I actually had a word with Phoenix Karaka the other day and she said, you know, she really now is just getting sort of a lung capacity back. So, you know, I, I'm looking on the bright side of things and hoping that they will be fully fit, rearing to go, because fully fit, they would absolutely have been there. Yeah. Now let's go to the mid-quarters. Of course, we have Gina Crampton, captain, Shannon Saunders, Whitney Soonis, and Kate Heffern and Nadine. Oh, Crampton and Saunders, must, must, must. Mm. You had to take those two, thoroughly deserve it. Experience, form, fitness, they tick every single one of the boxes. Kate Heffernan, how exciting is this young lady? I have watched her this season and seen her grow, seen her grow in that centre position. And it's also fabulous. She's got that connection already with Saunders. So I think that got her over the line. And I must admit, I've always been um, watched um, with awe at some of the stuff Whitney Soonis has been able to do this year. And I, you know, I like flair. I like something different. And I think that's what Whitney Soonis brings. You would have heard in Nolene's corridor earlier how excited she is for the likes of Whitney Soonis' injection into the squad. Here's what Whitney Soonis had to say in response. Yeah, I, I just can't believe it sometimes. I'm eh? just really grateful um, for the opportunity that Nolene's given me um, to, you know, go away to the Commonwealth Games. It's really really exciting and um, yeah, really special, especially after this big year. 
Talk to us about trials because, you know, a lot of people are thinking, you know, all these athletes went in and, you know, and only 12 came out, but you could never predict who that 12 were going to be. So how tough were trials? What was expected of you? Yeah, I mean, ask any of the girls, trials are pretty tough. Um, we go through some really rough sessions, um, you know, with each other. And um, I guess it's us against ourselves out there. Um, but yeah, definitely tough sessions. Being able to back up, I guess, two big sessions in a day is a big thing. But I guess it's kind of like last man standing, eh? Um, but yeah, really tough sessions. But I guess it's just got to prepare us for comp games and see who's, who's ready to go. You were a part of, you know, outfits in the past, not quite getting the, the selection that you were today. So what have you had to work on over these, you know, last couple of years to finally prove to them that, hey, I'm putting my hand up and I'm good to go? Yeah, honestly, I think it was just a bit of maturing in my game. Um, you know, I think I had a lot of work-ons I needed to, um, you know, work on from the selectors and stuff. So I kind of went back and I reflected on them and I thought, what's well, like a few things that I can work on, not overthink it or anything, and just go back and chip away at those. And with some support back at home, I was able to, I guess, kind of tick boxes and feel a bit more confident in my game and be able to just play freely and yeah. play, play how I play. Yeah, it's amazing to watch you play. And when I saw your name on the list, seriously, I was so excited because, and I just said to Niles, the speed off the mark that you have, like you, can, you that can't be contested. You either have it or you don't. So, I mean, what's the secret? Like, how do you how do you train for speed like that? I think I like to add a lot. I definitely like to add a lot of variety in my training. So I have a lot of help with my cousin back home who runs his own, um, I guess, strength and conditioning business, and um, he puts me through a lot of speed and agility, and we drill that quite a lot, and I enjoy it. So I guess that helps as well. So I'm back home, like you know, doing extra sessions and and helping me with that. So it's definitely something I want to keep adding to my game, and something that I think is really, um, you know, different in my game that I like to keep working on. So. Yeah. Finally, looking ahead, how do you approach a campaign like the Commonwealth Games? Then I've got to prepare, <laughs> eh? I've got to get into it and just, I guess, focus starts now and mindset's yeah. got to be, um, you know, training and working on that build up into the Com Games because we don't have long. Mm -hmm. So it's about building connections fast and just being, I guess, prepared and not. Um, you know, just planning ahead, I guess. Yeah. So one thing that Dame Nolene Thodawa did mention was that she liked what she saw in terms of Whitney Sunis's service to the shooters. So let's have a look now, or a talk now, about who she will be feeding to. So, of course, we have Maya Wilson from the Stars, Grace Nowicki, Tapaya Salby Rickett, and your old mate Barry, Bailey Mez. <laughs> she made it. She made it. <laughs> Uh, and I never doubted that she would. Yeah. But, you know, interesting, you talk about that service that um, Sunis obviously had impressed the selectors getting into Nweki. And, of course, that's a player who Bailey Mears will be familiar with from having that season um, with the Mystics. But what I did is I went and had a look at some of the shooting percentages, and there's no question that the percentages of those players, you know, Nweki accepted are not the highest. Mez for the season, 77%. Wilson, 87%. Selby Rickett, 82%. So, you know, ho-hum a little bit. But then I went and had a look at the Australian shooters. Are you saying 87% ho-hum? Well, Come yeah. on. Yeah, no, <laughs> top netball. Absolutely. I, somebody, somebody told me, it was probably Anna Stanley, that it should be, <laughs> these shooters should be in the 90s. But um, interestingly enough, Gretel Boetta, 90%. Steph Wood, 71%. Kara Conan and Yeshia is 90%. But the th interesting thing about those two shooters that Australia has selected, um, you know, they're the shooting combination for the, for the Lightning. Now, the Lightning 
didn't even make the final. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can read anything into that or not. But certainly, um, I heard Nolene say that yes, it's the accuracy has to come up. But what she wants is volume. And you know, as you said, Rav, the ball has to keep going in. So uh, look, let's see what happens. Dean, who surprised you in that mix? There's obviously surprises in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, look, the two the two big surprises, Tapia, Selby Rickett and Bailey Mears. I think they, when you when you go through <laughs> any of the social media and any of the comment on this team, those two players, there's certainly a lot of chat around this. But, you know, when, again, I was trying to drill down and, and try to understand selections, um, and, you know, I looked at the Com Games 2018, and at the World Cup in 2019. And both those players, both those shooters, went to that event, as did um, Shannon Saunders, in fact, from um, the current team. So, look, again, I, well, the other thing I looked at, fans team of the season, did Bailey or um, TP feature on that? No. Who does feature in it? Tiana Matuido and Grace Wicker. And look, I only think back to, you know, I can't remember if it was this year or last year when um, Tiana played against England mm. um, and she debuted, in fact, and was simply outstanding. And I just, you know, I've always had the sense that Tiana and Grace are, you know, they are something special for the future. Um, but I wondered if we were talking about, you know, throwing in some of those young guns um, at Com Games. Again, would that have been a good time to have Tiana in there? So when we get to the World Cup next year, she's had a taste of a pinnacle event. So, look, I think I, I really like Bailey Mears. Look, she is athletic. She brings something different. Do I think she's got a bit lucky? probably um and i think for tp as well they've seen what she's been able to do in the past they know what she can put out on court um but i think those two were were pretty interesting calls don't forget grace wicker actually has got an asterisk next to her name so she still has to pass um the fitness more to do with how her ankle is going as well so that will be interesting i don't think she will miss out i think she'll do everything and i think everyone around her will do everything to make sure she's there but i think out of all of the areas of court the shooting seems to have thrown up the most debate i'd have to agree with that when you look at these four shooters they're from four different anz um, premiership teams when we've seen in the past that Nolene likes to work with those combinations like she sees a working combination like okay we'll pick that up we'll put it in the ferns and see how it goes here but these four shooters aren't you know they don't play with each other they have in the past but you know not during the season and you know you can see that it's more about their connection to the mid-quarters than it is within themselves I feel just judging by these players but Jenny I can see you they're livid and what Adine's saying about well, Barry. <laughs> I was very surprised that you you were thinking that Mez was luckier than uh, Tapia Selby Rickett. But look, I'll just let that go. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think she was lucky. I think they were probably equally as Equally lucky. lucky. Well, <laughs> yes, no, there you go. <laughs> there you are. No, look, I think Tiana Maturo's time will come. I, I have no doubt that she will be great. I just felt that at times during the season, there were games where she disappeared a little bit. Um, and from my memory, it was when she was... The one, the game that is very much in my mind is when she was being marked by a 44-year-old, uh, and that was 
Liana Debrain, and and you know that for whatever reason has has stuck with me. But um, look, I, I you know I, I think you talk about the combinations, Rav, and you're right. But I mean, it wasn't that long ago that you know. Uh, Nweki and Mez were together. I think Mez just true. brings that whole other component to her game. And yes, I know she is there to shoot, but I just think that, you know, she, she wins balls, she brings it through the middle. And most of the people I have spoken to, <coughs> Ms. Wilson, were very keen for Mez to be in the team. <laughs> Don't forget, Fano, the Cadbury series is just around the corner. Wednesday, the 13th of July, the Silver Ferns kick us off against New Zealand A. All the action is, of course, live right here on Sky Sport. Until next week, Matewa.